most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Welcome to episode 261 of Keeping Up With The Joneses. This week, I have one of my besties in the whole world sitting here with me, Sarah Jackson. Welcome. Why, thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, normally, we do the weekly catch-up at the very beginning, and so Sarah's actually going to join me for the weekly catch-up. So normally, the guests aren't part of this. So I, I feel hope you very, feel like, very yes. privileged. Yes. It was a big week in the Jones household. Um, Sarah came into town. I didn't sleep for like two nights beforehand. It felt a little bit like Christmas. It was very exciting. So, yes, We were counting down the days and getting ready. And why is it a big week, AJ? Well, I am turning 50 this week coming. And um, on the previous Saturday, some wonderful friends threw me a 50th birthday party. So Sarah flew in early for that. And um, my friends pulled off this amazing event. I bawled. Uh, it looked multiple times. Multiple times. It looked beautiful. I kept looking around at the party and looking at the people that were there and thinking, I love every single person that's here. And I feel so honored to know them. And then I would cry again. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, and so I had a wonderful party. And then the next day, which was Sunday, uh, church was great. And then celebrated MJ's ninth birthday, which is actually today, but we celebrated it yesterday. And there were balloons and there was cake and there was little boys running around and screaming yes. and having the best time. Yes. Let's talk about the cake for a minute. Actually, I've, I think I've washed my hands enough today that most of the dye, well, there's a little bit of still blue, but we got an ice cream cake and it, they made it look like a blue monster, which was really great and had the wow factor. And MJ was like, that's amazing. Look at this cake. Uh, until you try and cut it and touch it. And then the blue just didn't come off of my skin. It it didn't come off of anybody's skin, yes. I think. And the kids decided to take the blue paint and like almost blue man group it, you know, like squish it on their faces. And this morning, Tia went to school with a tinged blue face, as did MJ. Yes. Was- I mean, I think the parents looked away for 10 seconds yes. and we turned back and it was... It, it was... Yes. It it was a, probably an awesome birthday party for them. You know, they had a great time. Yes. And they didn't mind their blue tinge. I mean, I have questions about what's in the frosting when it doesn't come <laughs> off your skin after multiple scrubbings. And yet they ingested it. Yes. So Crushed up permanent markets? I don't know. I feel pretty great about it, though. Yeah. And unfortunately, the cake was put in the trash. So we can't even... Oh, no. How did that happen? <laughs> we can... yes. yes. No, we did it on purpose. We threw it out. It, it had to go. Uh, so we've had a great week and we're going to have another wonderful week this week. But today we are talking about... Dream interpretation. Yes. So because we're on our five things theme that we're doing, we've asked Sarah, what are five things that you didn't know about dream interpretation before you sort of got into it. I don't know if those are like five rules or five things you did, whatever, however you want to. This is yours to speak to me. Tell me, a oh, wise one, your five things. Oh, my. Well, number one, um, 
really this was the first thing that I learned, which I thought was quite a significant one, was that God speaks through dreams today. Yes. And that that was really the foundation of of my 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 starting journey with dreams because uh, no one had I'd grown up in church but no one had ever really mentioned that God was speaking through our dreams today and that we could expect to hear Him that the outflow of the Holy Spirit like it talks about in Joel and Acts is that the pouring out of the Spirit would be that we would be dreaming dreams we'd be um, seeing prophetic visions you know we'd be speaking out prophecy and when I saw that scripturally I'm like. I want in. I want, I want to be sure. hearing God's voice. You know, it says in Psalms that He counsels us in the night. And, um, you know, I love that, you know, because, you know, counseling can be expensive. So I'm, I'm really, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, I, sure. I'm, yes, I'm really yes. up for the additional <laughs> wisdom. So recognizing that God is wanting to speak healing dreams, warning dreams, creative dreams. I mean, when you think about it, uh, insulin uh, for diabetics was discovered through a dream. The Canadian. I didn't know that. Yes. Frederick Banting had a dream and through that dream created insulin as as a medicine for people with diabetes. Uh, Think about the Titanic. There were 19 documented warning dreams that the Titanic was going to sink. Wouldn't you like to have been one of those people who got a warning dream and listened to it (laughs) and said, oh, I'm going to cancel my ticket? Right. And so my number one really is God speaks to us in dreams today in all sorts of ways. Healing dreams, um, uh, solution dreams to your problems. And, you know, the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. Yeah. So many of us are like, well, I don't have any dreams. And I'm like, well, have you asked for them? Have you been asking God to come and help you bring solutions to your job problems, to your relationship problems, to to give you healing in the areas that you have pain? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you do this on your podcast, but can we pray right now? And Of course. I'm, we do pray on this podcast. I had a feeling yes. you did, but I yes. just haven't done your five things podcast <laughs> yet. So, so if you're listening and you're like, oh, yes, I want dreams. Why don't you just pray with me right now? Really simply, Father, thank you that you speak through dreams. I want to hear you. I want to hear your voice. Would you give me God dreams? Creative solution dreams, invention dreams, warning dreams, message dreams. Please speak to me in the night. Amen. Amen. I was thinking, you already know I'm a dreamer, uh, but you were talking about um, like to solve problems. I remember when we got hugely into Zelda, which this is just kind of like funny, but sweet of God. I would sometimes get stuck on a puzzle and I'd go to sleep and I would dream the solution to the puzzle and I would wake up and I'd try that and and I could do it. And I was like, oh, God, you care like even about the little tiny things enough to actually give me a dream about solving it, which I thought was very sweet. But I think yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's the kindness of God and it, and it reveals his relationship with you. Yeah. He cares about things we care about. Yeah. Number two. Number two, get ready. Timing is really important. (gasps) 
dreams come in the context of our lives. You know, Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar that, you know, God wants to speak to you about the thoughts you've been having in your mind. So 95% of the time, our dreams will be contextualized by our life. They will be speaking to us about uh, the the experiences that we're having, we're about to have. They will be revealing the thoughts of our heart. They will be um, maybe bringing a solution to a problem uh, that we didn't know that we had. And, you know, that's really exciting to me because it's speaking of God's a really present God, present in the moment, um, present in the midst of our life. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Not like, oh, Emmanuel far away, but he's he's with us. Yes. I think that's super encouraging. I think if if I'm honest, I think sometimes I've had dreams where I'm like, well, because I was pondering that or I'm in the midst of this, I kind of write off the dream as uh like pizza dreams. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I mean, because I was thinking about that this week or today or, you know, whatever. And so I discount that God might be actually speaking to me about it because of being unaware of the dynamic that you're talking about. Yes. So look for the timing. Don't be surprised when God speaks to you Mm. about something that's happening in your life or about to happen. Uh, I don't know about you, AJ, but I know Ben and I have had so many dreams when job opportunities have have appeared and either have a dream a few days beforehand um, and it, it seems like God's really speaking ab- about something, a positive new opportunity. So we're, we're like, oh, I don't see what this is. We're praying and then boom, you know, Ben's boss sits him down and says, oh, I have this new role for you. And we're like, that's what God was speaking about. And it gives us all these details that yeah. uh, encourage us and give us kind of this big yes in our spirit to be able to move ahead with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we ended up here because of a couple of visitations and a couple of dreams. Yeah. And even with what we shared on the podcast last week about adoption and everything, that's all been very much dream dream led, uh, you know, and I've lost count where we're at. I'm at 12 or 13 at this point and, you know, Alan's at, you know, three or four. So like, yeah, I mean, I, that makes a lot of sense to me because it's, it also, I think, I think I don't want to like steal any of your, I don't know what your things are, but I think it gives my heart comfort in the things where it's, you know, you're dreaming about it ahead of time and you're sort of like, this is all new information. But then when that door starts to open, whether it's a promotion or whatever to go, oh God, you took the time to prepare my heart ahead of time. So it's not the shock that it would have been, or I'm ready to give a yes where I might not have been. Yeah. If we're paying attention to our dreams. Yes. And, you know, with all the dreams that you've had, I've been, you know, excitingly be, being able to be in that journey with you. And just when you'd be like, I've had another dream, I could just feel the sizzle of the Holy Spirit. Like, wow, God's God's excited. Yeah. He's sort of like, I can't wait. I want to yeah. stir that anticipation in your heart. Yeah. So good. Love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Oh, number three, dreams break through the paradigm of your thinking. Now, you know, we all know that we we have lots of filters and our, you know, our belief systems and what we think are pretty static. And, you know, you may not realize that you walk around with boxes on your head, but you do. Basically things that your thinking receives or rejects. And so dreams break through the paradigm of our thinking and land in our heart 
and enable us to receive them in a way that maybe you've had 10 people in your your life sit you down and be like, hey, you know, I just wondered about this in your life. And you've been like, no, 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 no. And then one day a dream from God confronts you, perhaps with a truth, perhaps with a blind spot in your life that you've been pretty resistant to. You know, when I think about Pharaoh, in the Bible. I think about, um, you know, the Magi. You think about the Magi, you know, they've met with Herod, you know, they've found Jesus. And then the Lord warns them in a dream to not go back the way they came, but to take a different route to avoid visiting uh, Herod. And I think often we're like, well, you know, he wasn't too bad. He received us so well. And, you know, we we might be on a path just assuming things are, are, are well, and yet God will interrupt us through breaking through those paradigms. Right. If we're paying attention. If we're paying attention. Okay. So when I, when I was first learning to interpret dreams, I was also in a big heart process, really getting in touch with my feelings and realizing I had quite a lot more feelings than I had initially imagined. And I, you know, maybe my background, I, I had made a lot of decisions and I I knew I wasn't an angry person. I mean, I didn't get angry. I I was just the person with the longest fuse you'd ever met. And I started having a quite a troubling series of dreams where in the dream I would be filled with rage and anger. And often the dream would end with me like screaming with anger at somebody. And you know, I, those first few dreams, you're going to laugh, AJ, but the first few dreams, I, I would look at the other person in the dream and think, hmm, well, clearly I'm not an angry person. So this must be about them being It must angry. be about them. But you know, probably on the sixth <laughs> or seventh dream, the I began to have a revelation. I may have been a slow learner mm-hmm. at that point. But I am too, so I'm with you. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, I want, could this dream be a bit about me? I'm the main person in the dream. I'm feeling a lot of intense emotion. And this is a bit of a freebie. Big feelings in dreams point to, okay, this this bit you need to look at. Yes. Um, so I, I was like, I won. I mean, it's very odd. And so as soon as I began to bring that to God, it opened up a floodgate of revelation for me that I had been so resistant to before that. I would have, I I would have been so intense about knowing that I wasn't an angry person until the Lord revealed it to me and that there was a lot of buried anger that he wanted to process with me that's so cool that's so cool I love that and like as you're saying as you're I uh I haven't had that about being angry but I certainly had that about going into ministry and I've I've told the story on the podcast before but I had five major prophets pick me out say about traveling the world and speaking in stadiums and you know speaking to groups of people and God using my life to restore others and I was like no 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 like all the way through just like having none of it I think you've all missed it and then I had a dream and it was the dream that shifted my heart to be able to hear what the Lord was saying yeah because I can't control my dreams no you know and so I and also I woke up with a residue of hope where I was resistant to hearing it from man, I wasn't resistant to hearing from God. So powerful. So that makes a lot of sense to me, that one. I'm like, mm. yep, yep, 
It's been my experience. Uh, number four? Four, I think we're on four. <clears throat> let's yes. call it four. Let's call it four. <laughs> uh, let's talk about nightmares. Okay. And lots, everybody I've ever met really has had a nightmare, a bad dream, a, you know, a night trauma, whatever you want to uh, night name. Night terrors. Night terror. That was the one yes, I was going for. That's what I used to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. So great. And uh, I nightmares are often the cry of the unhealed heart. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> so really, Thank you. I got to go. <laughs> the heart is in pain and it's kind of waving a hand, maybe two hands, maybe shrieking loudly saying, I am in pain. Mm. I am afraid. There are big things out of control in my life. I've experienced trauma, terror, wounding. I need you to take notice. Wow. And, you know, sometimes as Christians, we can attempt to put all night terrors in the box of, oh, that is just, that's just an demonic. attack. It's yeah. a demonic yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for sure that there, there can be uh, demonic uh, night incidents, but the vast majority of nightmares and night terrors are actually our hearts in pain trying to communicate with us saying, hey, I need your help processing these feelings. Right. I need your help working through that trauma that happened to me. Right. And, you know, I I have talked to so many people over the years who often are like, oh, yes, I used to have this recurring nightmare that would happen time after time. And as we start to look at it with the Holy Spirit, he just unlocks this beautiful healing moment because, you know, we may be 30 years, 40 years, 50 years removed from that night terror. And yet there, there's still a, a moment of healing that God wants to do. That's I, so great. as a child, I had a recurring nightmare that uh, came after I read a book that was probably a bit too old for for my age, right. uh, an Enid Blyton famous five book, which seems so innocuous. But there was, you know, a man in a black mask who was, I think, thieving things. But I started having uh, dreams where I would be in a field and a man in a black mask would come and I I knew I couldn't get away. Mm-hmm. And I would wake up crying and uh, and screaming. And, you know, my parents, who are just wonderful, were like, we, they prayed. And then they were sort of like, we are going to take action. And I remember being about, I don't know, five or six years old, standing outside around an outdoor fire. And my parents were like, we are going to burn this book in the name of Jesus. And you know what? I remember my sister giving me a bit of a glare across the fire because it was her book. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I need to maybe apologize to her. Sorry, Fiona, if you're watching this. <laughs> I'll buy you another one. Uh, and, uh, you know, the dreams, the nightmares stopped. Mm. And 20 years later, I was actually speaking on dreams and talking about, you know, how, you know how how God speaks to us, and and suddenly God reminded me. I, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're speaking and then God starts speaking to you, so your mouth yes. is still, you're yes. like, <laughs> and, but you're you're sort of listening, like, uh, what, what oh, was dear. this? And and suddenly the Holy Spirit begins speaking to me and saying, "Oh, remember last week you were sitting with your friend and and uh, and and saying I." 
feel like men have a back door key to my heart and I am powerless to kind of say no or do anything about it. And I, I don't know what to do. I feel so trapped. And so he kind of replays this memory and I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm talking about this nightmare and what I'm now experiencing in life is the exact same thing. And God began speaking to me about that experience that that nightmare that I had as a child was birthed out of my belief system uh-huh. about a scary experience I'd had as a child, a traumatic experience, which I had grown into a belief system that then when my parents took action, I felt protected. Right. Okay. But it lay dormant in right. my life. Until your parents are not the people standing beside you because you're older. And yes. You're, yeah. And now I begin to live it out as an adult. And I... I forgave, I repented, and that dynamic totally stopped in my life. And I was like, wow, God, you used a nightmare that I had when I was five years old to free me from a sort of a cycle of events that were happening in my 20s. Wow. Wow. So I I have some questions based on some things that you said. So, um, my first question is, how do you know if when you're having night tears, is there an easy way of knowing if if it is your heart trying to get your attention or the Lord trying to get your attention or if it is demonic? I'm just trying to think like, I remember when I had, I, I've had nightmares m- most of my life and I wondered if that's because I'm a dreamer now. So scare you off of dreaming, yes, you know, that kind of thing. Definitely. So to me, that seemed like a sort of easy, this plus this means this. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, I could wake up out of my night terrors. But after my dad killed himself, I had a season of about a year and a half, probably, where when I did fall asleep, I couldn't wake up. Like I needed my roommate to shake. Somebody had to shake me to get me out of the dream. And I would scream and scream trying to get out. So to me, I'm like... Those felt pretty demonic. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but are there other things like, are there any other things that you can go like, if if you notice this, you know, you might want to realize there's probably some demonic at play. Is there anything else you would suggest looking for? Yes. I mean, there's, there's lots of different things, but I, I would definitely uh, say, you know, if people describe things like feeling like they are being attacked by demons, seeing dark, shadowy figures uh, attacking them in their dreams. Those are things that I would look for. Um, You know, a presence in the room Mm -hmm. might be something that I would be, okay. And so my immediate action would be, I would be, I'd be putting worship music on in my bedroom. I would be praying every night before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I would be asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there any reason why uh, the demonic has access to me in this place and at this time? Mm -hmm. You know, anywhere I go, I I pray in the Mm -hmm. bedroom before I sleep. Same. Because, um, you know, there are a lot, you know, especially when you go to hotels or I've had a few unfortunate motel experiences. Yes, I have too. And, uh, you know, <laughs> forgetting to pray one night before I went, 
went to sleep really has motivated me since then. You know, um, I had I had this real encounter experience where I um, could see these eyes looking at me in a sing-song voice, calling out my name um, I, as I was asleep <laughs> Great. in this motel. And it was such a dodgy, dodgy motel. Uh, and uh, so I woke up out like this, like, <gasps> just, and was just like, greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. Like, and it was, I mean, it was actually encouraging because scripture just came out of me. Like all those verses that you like memorize, yes. like they came out of me like a punch, you know, and I was just like, wow. And immediately it left. And I was like, I did not pray in this room. So I'm like, Holy Spirit, <laughs> number one, I'm really sorry I didn't yeah. pray. Yeah. Okay. Holy Spirit, come, send your angels. And, you know, immediately like God's presence there. Then I turned over and, and went back to sleep and I wasn't bothered by it the rest of the unfortunate time I had to stay in that room. Mm. Uh, but pray in your room, you, yes. know, inv- you know, make it a place where God's presence is, is and then begin, begin to ask God, is there anything that's giving this access to me? Mm-hmm. I used to also pray over the screen of my mind, mm. like realizing, oh, that's where dreams are going to, you know, play out for, you know. So I would literally go to bed each night saying, Lord, I give you control over the screen of my mind. And I said, that nothing's going to be on that screen that isn't written by you. Beautiful. And when I would remember to pray, I wouldn't have the dreams that I would get stuck in when I would, uh, during that season, when I would fall asleep, I would often uh, get stuck in dreams. And then the further we got into the renewal and the more I got of the Holy Spirit, it just stopped happening, which was wonderful. But I just thought, you know, if people are listening to this and they do have night terrors and they're going, oh, well, maybe it's all me speaking, or maybe they're thinking, oh, maybe it's all demonic. Or there's you know, a combination. How do, how, right. How do we sieve through that and, and get what we're supposed to get? So. Yes. I mean, if you're having recurring dreams or a recurring theme, that is often, I would say, the a cry of the of your heart. Okay, there's a there's quite a it will there will be a strong push from your sort of internal life to communicate. Your heart is like I I'm part of you. I want to be heard. Yes, and you know often for really you know legitimate reasons we sort of have to put that aside when we're small. We don't know how to process sure. our pain and trauma, uh, but it needs it needs it needs to be brought into into the present and into healing. Right. And many of us as adults have been trained to put aside our feelings, our hearts, our needs, our, you know, all of that. So that makes a lot of sense to me that if we're trying to shove it all down, that eventually it's going to come up and we're not in control of our dreams. So, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, hello! <laughs> yes, and, you know, as I don't know about you, but as I've, I've grown in life and a maturity and all, all these things, um, I, I feel like I've got such freedom and such peace mm-hmm. um, sort of in my sleep. And in, in, I have such a positive expectation about going to sleep and expecting God to speak to me. Yes. Oh, for sure. I do as well. And I actually, uh, I, well, I, I, I dream fairly differently, mostly, like, you know, fairly literally. But, but when I have um, other dreams, I actually talk to myself in my dream. Like, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to dream this anymore. And I'll just, I don't I don't even know if that's normal, but uh, I'll wake up, roll over and dream something different. But I just sort of, where before I couldn't get out. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know you have uh, you have a you have a powerful gift within you, AJ, <laughs> and the force is strong with you. I would say uh, any Star Wars reference works for me. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see. For I'm sure. just communicating love for right sure. there. For sure. What's your number? Are oh. we number five? I think this is number five. You know, All right, we're ready. We're ready for number five, and number five is interpretation belongs to God. And that is what Joseph says in Genesis when he's speaking to Pharaoh. He says, does not interpretation belong to God? And as Christians, when we, uh, when we have dreams, we are expecting the Holy Spirit to speak to us. It's not just our, our mind, our intellect, our symbolic knowledge, but interpretation, true interpretation comes out of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It comes out of leaning in and trusting. We have a good, good father who wants to speak to us. Yes. And he is the one, it's his spirit within us that will that will unlock the interpretation of the dream. Not um not our brilliant knowledge of symbols, not correct methodology, not our formula. It is the Holy Spirit. And, you know, for those of us who who maybe like, you know, to a plus B equals C. That can be a little frustrating. That that's me, and that is a little frustrating. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, exactly. And <laughs> I think when you, you you get your dreams, which are you know fantastic and and clear, probably because God knows I don't have the patience for yes. f- flowy. I like yeah. rules. I I know you do. I want rules. I enjoy that about you. <laughs> um. I, I was complaining one time to the Lord, as one can do, uh, about why do I only get symbolic dreams? Like, why do I just get the most symbolic metaphorical, parabolic <laughs> dreams? Like, just, you know, I was just having a little wine. Yes. And the Lord spoke to me so clearly. And he said, Sarah, you know, if I had given, if I gave you very clear dreams you would have never bothered to learn how to interpret dreams yes your symbolic dreams were an invitation and I was like oh oh I love that it's an invitation into the heart of God and I I love I love it it excites me I just seeing um you know we were interpreting dreams uh with uh your school the year one and year two today and just this moment when there are these supernatural heavenly encounters where where people are weeping cheering crying god's in the room I'm just ah oh you can feel it my my office is in the room I can't hear what you're saying I'm having a meeting and I'm feeling the holy spirit in 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 our little building and I'm like, I don't know what they're doing out there, but this is like getting intense in my office while I'm having this little meeting. But I also think you so you have fought for your understanding and your gift in terms of, you know, with, with dream interpretation. And, uh, you know, in addition to that, you're an incredibly prophetic person anyway. Uh, but you're, you're contagious in terms of you make people excited about understanding something that, seems like uh it can seem overwhelming it really can because most of us are not so conversant with speaking symbolic language and right. understanding symbolism and sort of listening to the holy spirit while someone's talking and asking questions i mean really you talk about curiosity mm. and i think actually developing a heart of curiosity is just 
such a high value if you want to to grow in understanding and interpreting dreams, asking questions. Oh, you know, what does that person mean to you? Oh, what was the strongest emotion in the dream? Oh, you know, is there any way in your life that the events of this dream resonate with you? Is there any way in your life that, you know, you're experiencing this emotion right now? And just listening for those questions and asking them and seeing what the Holy Spirit unlocks is very exciting. Oh, I love it. I have a couple of additional questions. So the first one is this. I'm thinking in terms of the prophetic, you know how you build a language with the Lord. And so sometimes there's certain uh, pictures that I have that the moment I see that picture, I know exactly what God is referring to. I'm looking for the details inside that picture in order to give the prophetic word. because. But I, I know this visual to me always means that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm always still asking the question, right? So I'm still saying, so God, I'm, you know, and you're doing it quickly internally Mm -hmm. while you're still probably giving the other part of your prophetic word. I'm seeing this. Is it this? Is it this? Is this good? And then you, you know, is, is, is it like that with dreams? Do you build, um, do you find that you build a language with God in terms of, I'm not talking about interpreting other people's dreams, but within your own dreams, because so this is me saying, I, you're the dream person. I'm not. Okay. So, uh, inside of your own, I know that like, if you were to tell me a dream mm-hmm. and you had a dream about a purple elephant, it doesn't matter what a purple elephant means to me. It matters what it means to you. Yes. Right. So do you ever find that you like for, within yourself, you'll dream about the same sort of thing and you know what that is because you've built a language with the Lord or does it not really work exactly like that with dreams? It's a great question. I I think some of that is a little more personality dependent. Okay. I I feel oh, that's a good. <laughs> you know, some you people saying? are very systematic. <laughs> oh yes. And um, organized in their thinking mm-hmm. in in a way that enables them to to access information in a phenomenally fast way. Ah. <laughs> Those people. Um, I, I've talked to several people who that it's almost how they store information yeah. in their mind palace. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I often have a sense and I do, I do have perhaps a little lexicon like that, but I, it wouldn't be how I store information internally. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I mean, God knows us. We 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 yeah. operate so uniquely in other ways. Yeah. So, well, that's so yes. cool. Okay. So um, you're not alone. Yes. Let's put it that way. I've right. met, I've met several others, but it's not how I do it. Oh, that's so cool. All right. So now to put you on the spot, uh, not to interpret a dream. I don't have a, a fresh one for you. Although I did dream something recently that I wrote down. I thought, I must ask Sarah about this. I remember once, years and years ago, I'd had the this crazy dream. And I remember you, you were sort of just getting into dream interpretation. I thought, there is no chance that this is anything other than pizza. Like, there's not a chance. It was so insane. And so I remember coming in and reading you the whole dream. And then you started with your, I wonder if, and I wonder if, and by the end, I'm like bawling. And I was like, oh, I didn't think that was a God thing at all. <laughs> um, but are there like, can you think of no more than five, but just off the top of your heads, like, hey, it's not helpful to do this. When you're interpreting dreams, try not to. Are there any try not tos? 
Okay, yes, for sure. So that might look like um, when you're interpreting a dream, ask questions. Try not to put your interpretation sort of and your understanding and your re- response to symbols on another person. Good. You know, you, 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 they may have a dream with a dog and you're like, dogs, oh, smooshy, whooshy. I love the little puppy whoopies. <laughs> and so you might just be like, oh, well, clearly it's this and it's your best friend and the Lord is drawing close. And they're looking at you with eyes of terror because their experience of dogs is being savaged by right. dogs or just right. terrifying. So don't ask questions. Don't assume. Good. Uh, another don't would be where we confuse, we're interpreting a symbolic dream. And then there's a little part of the symbolic dream that we really quite like. So we decide that that's not symbolic. Oh. So, you know, so you're sort of like, well, you know, I just dreamt that the person I really like, um, there was a, he was, you know, riding on a giant purple elephant. And then we arrived at a chapel and we got married. And then, and we're like, clearly that means we're going to be married. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't there a purple elephant? There was a giant purple (laughs) elephant in in your dream. And, you know, that's not a great example, but we can can look at dreams with idols in our heart. Yes, so good. Just like when we, you know, hear God's voice, when we, we look at the interpretation and instead of relying on the Holy Spirit, this is kind of a two parter, don't we, we rely, we look at it with our own filter of desire. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, I want that. Well, surely that dream means that's the thing. Yeah. Rather than relying on the Holy Spirit. Right. And then probably with those dreams, we don't actually share them around very much because we don't actually want to hear a different... Oh no, because you don't want you don't want your interpretation challenged because it is it is giving you definitely about that thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Cool. Any is there any other off the top of your heads don'ts or those are like the main um my 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 probably my main other one would be every interpretation just like any way that you hear God's voice always lines up with the with scripture and with the person character and nature of God so there's not there's not going to be an interpretation to a dream that's like oh go out and steal yeah it's okay to make that choice yes Right. Um, the any any interpretation that br- brings you into conflict with a scripture or the character and nature of Jesus is an interpretation that needs to be discarded. Ah, oh, so good. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it's hey. A- would you pray for everyone just for whatever you want? More dreams. Whatever I want. Mm, blanche. For, well, you know, whatever you do, you. Okay, I trust you. <laughs> I'm gonna receive. Father, I thank you that you are the creator of dreams. You created us to dream and you are you are the one who speaks to us in the night seasons. And Father, I ask tonight that you would release an incredible uh, uh, impartation of understanding that people would operate in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that there would be a deeper understanding of the dreams you've given us. There would be a new level that we operate in. And God, that we would have this boldness to to tackle dreams, to ask for dreams, to speak up and start interpreting dreams and hearing your voice in a new way. Father, we ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much. My great pleasure. What a joy to be here. I, you know, I, I see you on my screen popping up all the time and now I'm actually here, here. in your studio. So great. Um, if you would like the show notes for this week's episode, you can get those at alanandaj.com slash 261. If you have any questions that you would like to ask us, you do that by, again, going to alanandaj.com slash ask, and we love to answer your questions. And if you would like to see our outfits, my fantastic hat that I'm wearing, my gorgeous friend Sarah, you can do that by going to alanandaj.com slash join to become a member and be able to see the video content. You should do this because our outfits are fantastic and our smiles. We kind of match. We do, unintentionally, but that's what friends often do. Yes, I'd like to think that we were prophetic, but sure, friends often do. So there you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So have a wonderful week and we will be with you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day, from Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me, Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.